Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 489, recorded live on Saturday, December 3rd, 2016. And here are your hosts, the man who has a new clicky keyboard, Dave Play. Hi. <laughs> and the man who got rid of his old clicky keyboard and just has a normal keyboard, Andy Lowe. Hi. Wait, we switched clicky keyboards this week? Well, no, I don't have a clicky keyboard. I just have my old, uh, one of the Dell keyboards I got from work. What happened to your mechanical keyboard? Kate didn't like the mechanical keyboard. Ah, it was too clicky. It was too clicky. She, uh, she did not like it, especially now that, you know, she's an arm's length away. Yeah, her computer is right next to yours. Yeah. When I was by myself, Beth and Bride just, was uh, Beth and Bride just put their computers right next to each other, too. I know. So. We've been over at their house. Yep. We were over there for clicky Thanksgiving. Clicky keyboard. It's nice, I isn't like, it? I like the clicky keyboard. It's nice. I don't know. It, it's, I haven't noticed... A difference yet? A, a significant difference. I got the keyboard. This is the... Uh, well, I'll probably do a review of it next week. It's a Razer Black Widow Chroma. <laughs> So it has individual lights for all the keys, and they are programmable. Oh, my. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings about the, the loudness of it. We don't really notice it while you're wearing, you know, headphones. Right. I feel bad for Laura because she's in the room and can hear everything. That's, that's why Kate told me to stop using it. <laughs> yep. But I have the old ones still, just in case. God, click. Oh, clicky keyboards. I found some of the old ones uh, when I was going through all the stuff for recycling all of our old computer equipment at work. Yeah. Of course, I saved all of them. The old mechanical keyboards? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Most of them don't have the, the right connector, though. Like, they don't even yeah, have the PS2 connector. Yeah, I was going to say, what port do they use? I think some of them got, like, the old serial connector. It's like, it's, it's not a PS2 connector, but it's it's... I don't even know what connector that is. Keyboard connectors? Connections, maybe? The, the old, like, really fat connector? Yeah, hold on. I will find out what it is. The okay. five-pin DIN connector and the six-pin mm. mini DIN connector, yep. which is the PS2. The precursor to the PS2 yeah. was the five-pin. Yep. Well, then. Yeah, so I would have to find a... <laughs> You'd have to find a five-pin to six-pin adapter Yep. and then a six-pin to USB adapter. Yes. Or just find a computer that still has a PS2 connector on it, which, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. I don't even know if Kate's has a PS2 connector. Hers is the newest computer we've got in the building. I'll have to take by a building, look. By building, you mean your house? Yes, by building, I mean my house. Okay. That is a lot of pretty colors. I just went to the Razer Black Widow Chroma webpage. Yeah, isn't that nice? <clears throat> well, that would be nice, with... you know, when I'm gaming. So I, I actually don't have the full one. Oh, I only have the... It's the tournament edition. Oh, so you don't have the so keypad. So it doesn't have a number pad. It ends at the arrow keys and the page up, page down. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I, I like the number pad. But then again, how often do you use it? Well, I use it all the time when I'm doing networking stuff. The number pad? Yeah. When oh, I'm typing yeah, in an IP address, Yeah, it's a lot easier to knock it out on the number pad than it is to, you know. Yeah, that's true. I can knock out 192.168.10.11 without even, like, blinking an eye. Without even looking at it. It's just do 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 boom Okay. What? Nothing. What? Nothing. You, la- you, you scoffed at something. I did, not, I did not scoff. That was laughing. That was a snort. <laughs> that was a sn- it wasn't a scoff. It was a snort. 
Okay, maybe it was a scoff. I'm not entirely sure at this point. <laughs> In any case. Oh, man. What? You can't keep doing like these, like, you're just like dropping, I don't even know how to call them. They're not like one-liners. They're just cliff, not cliffhangers. Um, I don't know. Throwaway sounds? Throwaways, yeah. Yeah, throwaways. Filler? Not, not filler. Filler would be more like an um. This is you're responding to something with just, you're just dropping a throwaway line or a noise there, and then we're moving on. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> Dave just wants to get away from that. Just get away. Kinda. Get away. Kinda. All right. Um, Do you want to talk football or no? Sports talk. Since sports that, we, we've been doing that, it seems. Uh, what is the Big Ten tournament today? Yes. Yes, it is. Or not Big Ten tournament, but the Big Ten game. Yes. It's 8 p.m. 8 p.m. tonight. Yep. Wisconsin versus Penn State. Yep. I, I, oh my God. <laughs> it seems so weird because, you know, every, the entire year, everybody was talking about Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio State. Yep. And then the Big Ten championship game is Wisconsin, yep. Penn State. <laughs> yep. I, I, I'm more interested, it turns out, in the uh, Clemson, Virginia Tech game. Who won between uh, Colorado and um, Washington last night? Do we know? Oh, was that last night? Yes, that was last night. That was right after that started. Washington won. Oh. By a lot. So if Clemson loses, that's Michigan's only shot. Yeah. And if Clemson loses and Wisconsin wins, Wisconsin might overshoot Michigan. So I guess I'm rooting for Penn State tonight. I am currently rooting for Temple. Okay. Because right now, as we are speaking, the Temple Navy game is going on for the AAC championship. Okay. Since Navy is ranked number 19 in the playoffs, and we're ranked number 17. So Navy is literally the last guys left who could possibly kick us out of the Cotton Bowl. Ah, okay. And as we speak, Temple just scored a touchdown. Oh, I see this ranking. I have the AP rankings in front of me. Western is the 13th. Yes, but that doesn't matter. Okay. All that matters for the Cotton Bowl is those 13 people currently sitting at a hotel in Texas. Ah, so you would like Temple to win over Navy. Yes, that way Navy doesn't win the championship match. Okay. And therefore, you know, is out of the running for the Cotton Bowl. And so the only best of, you know, or yeah, the rest of five or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. It's it's the Power Five conferences and then what it's like the other five or the rest five or. The we don't want to be part of a conference five. I don't know. God, why does everybody have autoplay videos? I need a app that just stops them. Oh, sorry. It's group of five. So it's power five and then group of five. A group of five. Yes. Sounds like a coalition in a war. <laughs> There's the uh, Empire versus the Group of Five. Yeah, that's sometimes it seems like that. Oh, this is not one of the topics, but did you know that um, Disney, I think it's going to be uh, the week that the movie is released, they're going to turn the Epcot Center into the Death Star? They're going to do what now? You know, the Epcot Center. The, yeah, the big giant sphere glass Which is thing. actually a ride, which is the spaceship Earth ride. Okay. They're going to turn that ball yeah. into the Death Star. For Rogue One? For Rogue One. That's really funny. <laughs> so Also, gonna... I think that there's some symbolism in there that people at Disney might want to reconsider. 
you're taking the ride, which is Spaceship Earth, which is all of us, you know, need to work together because we're all on this one, you know, planet. planet. And it talks about, you know, human innovation and, you know, how we all need to be together. And you're going to turn it into the Death Star. The um, element of, like, the, the biggest weapon of, of oppression and evil, like pure evil. Yeah. All right. I guess Disney's showing their true colors. <laughs> Cult of Mouse is here to uh, let you know what's going on. So let's see if the. I wonder if it were if it were scaled, right? If it were actually to scale to that that not one to one scale, but such that the Death Star was the size of that little ball. How much energy would it have, and like what what would what would be the biggest planet it could actually blow up? Well, we don't actually know like how much energy the Death Star has, do we? Oh, it, people have calculated. Yeah, but they've only actually. Bought- it's just old. just yesterday, uh, I saw someone calculated the operating cost of the Death Star. Well, yes, but the actual sample size <laughs> that we have for uses of the Death Star is right now one. It blew up Alderaan. It blew up Alderaan, and that's it. Yep. We don't, you know, we yes, we could, you know, study the size of Alderaan and yada, 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 but, you know... Was that on the smaller scale yeah. of what it could handle? Was, was that, that like upper scale did they have to you know kick in the overdrives and you know i don't know it's uh. spoiler there were actually twice as many lasers on the death star <laughs> they only fired half yeah like that was that was that was it just warming that was a warm-up shot yeah for the death star like you know and then now you know the first order had the star killer and then star you know, killer base that didn't but end they well. had to drain a sun for that one they did have to drain a sun which I that that was one of the things in the Star Wars universe. I'm like, wait a second. Like physics is taking a nap today. Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't know. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so no, we wouldn't be able to you you could guess, but like I said, you literally have a sample size of one. You're <laughs> you can't even create a line with one piece of data. It's it's just a dot on a grid. That just that doesn't work. Correct. Yeah, right. they did calculate, and this is there. Are, there are many flaws in this as well. The uh, Death Star's operating cost seven point seven octillion dollars a day. Uh, okay, that's for things like food, laundry, garbage disposal. <laughs> ah, autoplay videos that needs to be made illegal. <laughs> like I said, is there any sort of like Chrome extension for autoplay videos? There's got to be. Autoplay. Stop autoplay YouTube. Chrome extension block autoplay video. Maybe this one. Disable HTML5 autoplay. There's an option in Chrome. Really? Maybe. Nope, that's Flash. It's an option for Flash with Chrome. What date is this article? Disable HTML5 autoplay. Yeah, it's a, it's a GitHub too, so it's actually, you know. That's good. Yeah. Well, let's let's add this let's add this extension to see what happens. All right. Disable autoplay has been added to Chrome. Yay. Use it to disable nothing and disable autoplay. How do I get it to stick? Default mode display autoplay. Okay. Oh, there's mood rules things and there's a wiki for it. Yeah. Damn. This thing, like, this gets deep. Yeah. Currently disabling autoplay. Good. Now work in incognito as well. Checking an ESPN page. ESPN page did not autoplay. Yay. Yes. All right. Well, there we there go. We- <laughs> that Slight was. Slight detour. Slight detour, uh, but I'm happy. <laughs> I'm perhaps. Happy. So, Andy, random review? 
Well, we just started using it, so I haven't, you know, had a chance to. All right, all right. Uh, let's hit some topics. Space flight, since we're talking about Star Wars. E.T. phone the, uh, home? No, no E.T. phone home. The ESA. The ESA, uh-oh. Yeah, oh, that, that box did but, not phone home. <laughs> what's E.T.? E.T. is short. What's it short for? Extraterrestrial? No, it's because he has small legs. Where's... InstantRimshot.com. Instant Rimshot. I can't claim credit for that one. I, I saw it on Reddit yesterday. <laughs> but it was but, just so perfect because it came up. Just like E.T., it came up to our knees. Yep. Right, so what's uh, up the with the ESA? ESA? So they, they just tried to go to Mars. Yep. And and were half successful. Yep. In fact, I'd, I'd even go so far as to say they were more than half successful because they launched something to Mars and it broke into two pieces. And one of those pieces is still there. The other one is, I guess, technically still there, just in pieces on the ground. It's in more than two pieces now. Uh, but the the orbiter is there. The lander did not make it. No. And they, they, but, uh, they do know what happened with the lander, which is good. Right. We talked about that last yeah. time. Uh, it, it thought it was underground because one of the sensors failed. Yes. So it's one of those things like learning from success, not so much learning from failure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they've, they've agreed and they are funding the uh, ExoMars 2020. So that's, they're going to, they're basically going to try again. Good. They want to put another rover onto Mars uh, in 2021. Well, good for them. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the lander they were trying to put down this time was supposed to test the landing system. So... So they're, they're going to spend $464 million... With an untested system. Yeah. Granted, you know, we, how much did we spend well, they, for... They, they tested it... it just failed the test. Well, how much did we spend on Curiosity? I have no idea. Let's see if we can find that out. Two point five billion. Why Curiosity cost two point five billion? Okay, that's an that's excellent. That's a lot of money. Where oh. did NASA get that much money? Who left the checkbook at NASA? <laughs> okay, uh, two point five billion is no small chunk of change. Well, that's the understatement. Oh, it's two point five billion over eight years. Includes the cost over the next twenty three months while Curiosity is exploring Mars. Oh, that includes the rocket, uh, which is twenty percent of the cost. Twenty percent of the cost is using the rocket. No wonder oh. SpaceX wants to get in on this. It's expensive. Yeah, it's very very expensive. Wow, God, two point five billion. <laughs> hmm. But like that one, that that whole like seven minutes of terror, that was just, you know, we had we had no idea if that was actually going to work. We, we theoretically knew it well, was going to work. And the worst part is it had already either worked or hadn't worked by the time, you know, we found out. Yep, we're just going to we're going to plan this out with. Should work. We don't know for certain. And uh, pretty sure it works, but there's nothing we can do because it's so far away. It will either work or it won't. Yeah, it did work. Mm-hmm. We got there. That was awesome. So what is this about an ISS cargo run that disappeared? Oh, yeah. So speaking of space flight and expenses and things working and not working, uh, the Russians, it, when when we say disappeared, it didn't really just disappear. It um, broke into pieces? It broke into pieces. Oh. So it was a supply run. The Russians were sending up for the ISS because they're the only ones who can. Well, no, I guess now we can sort of. By we, I mean a private U.S. company. (laughs) Um, SpaceX. 
SpaceX, yeah. But the Russians were, were sending up a supply run and their rocket kind of exploded. Uh, NASA says the ISS is currently well stocked and is not concerned for the crew. Another launch is scheduled for February 2nd, 2017. So yep. they've only got to last two months. Yeah. Which, you know. But it's, it, I don't think it's so much the worry about supply because, of course, they're well supplied. Like, yeah. you take this into account. You say, like, well, what if the next two rockets fail? Yes. What are we going to do? And so, yeah, they've, they've got plenty of supplies. The scary thing is the supply rocket exploded. Great. So what happens when the next rocket after the next supply rocket is carrying people? Yeah. Well, do they use the same, this same type of rocket for the human launch? They, they've got to. That makes sense. I'm, I expect they do. Right. You'd want to do you'd, you'd want to do all of the um, like the, the economy of scale. Yeah. Right. You'd want to make the same rocket. Yeah. No, this is this is also now the second failed launch of a cargo ship in less than two years. Right. Because SpaceX had theirs go boom. No, no, no. This was a another, oh, another similar rocket. Another yeah. Russian one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a little disconcerting. <laughs> two rocket Russian rocket failures within two years. That's. That is disconcerting, yes. That's, ooh. Yeah. That's not good. Not really. That's that's kind of sad. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's any other space news on here, but I think that's it. I think so. Should we should we get down to the, the nitty-gritty Earth? Sure. Uh, there's a lot of stuff with Amazon. Oh, okay. What's up with Amazon? Oh, oh well, before we get to that, we'll, we'll keep going in the science vein, right? right? Space exploration is always tied to science. Yes. So let's keep talking about yes. science. Uh, science. The LIGO, L-I-G-O. That's the gravity wave thingy, right? Yeah, the gravity wave detector. And they're like, hey, look, we found the, the evidence of gravity waves. This theory Which, from 100 years ago is actually true. Which, let me tell you, Neil deGrasse Tyson was super geeked about this when he was in town. He yeah. spent, I swear, like 20, 30 minutes explaining, like, okay, how these things work. Why is this important in the, the whole... I thought you, you were disillusioned by Mr. deGrasse Tyson. The first part was great. Yeah, and then the, like, asshole in him came out. A little bit. Yeah, he's he's not really a nice guy. No. Granted, you know, we could have gone to see him in Ann Arbor and watched the sh- I think he talked in Ann Arbor, like, twice as long as he talked here. It's like, oh, that's huh. great. Thanks. Well, they're only contracted to speak for a minimum. Yeah. I remember going and seeing Dave Chappelle, and he was, like, 45 minutes late, but he went on for an extra hour and a half to two hours. It was great. Yeah, Dave Chappelle's kind of a bad name here in Kalamazoo. Oh, because the stage? Yeah, he put out a lit cigarette on the stage. Yep. You don't do that. That's, you know... Kind of an asshole thing. Yeah. Yeah. He is a very funny guy, though. I I don't know. Don't get me wrong. And his humor is... And his... not just his humor, though, but, like, his social commentary. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I can imagine him being a persona non grata in Kalamazoo. <laughs> so, okay, so LIGO is what? Turning on again. Ooh, what are they going to try to do this time? They made more improvements. Oh, are they just going to try and find another? They're going to try and find many more. Um, the area that they can scan is, like, three times as big now. They've made huge refinements 
And so they wanted, I mean, they, they found it, but they want to study it now. They want to get more. So they upgraded their lasers. They got rid of some of the noise. So they're going to try again and get more. Well, good for them. So there's there's the two buildings, right? There's one that's in one of them's in California, right? And the other one's in like Louisiana or something. No, sorry, Washington and Louisiana. Okay. Yeah. So they're they're upgrading those. Very nice. What's the LHC up to, by the way? I'm just curious. Uh isn't it off right now? I think it is. LHC. There's gotta be a like status of CERN. Is CERN operational now? Uh November twenty-sixth. Oh, do you know the LHC has an experiment called the Dark Photon? The LHC has a Facebook page. I believe CERN is operational right now. Yes, no, there's literally a web page that has uh, any of 78 CERN real-time clickable panels. So we can actually see (laughs) what it's doing like right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they're searching for dark matter. Okay. They're looking for a dark photon right now, which is kind of cool if they find it. Yeah. LHC fill number stable beam since one hour, 55 minutes. I don't know what I'm looking at, but it seems to be actually running right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, as we speak, there is massive particle explosions going on halfway across the world. So they have CERN, we have the LIGO. Stored energy currently is 19.1 megajoules. That's a lot of energy. That's a lot of energy. It's just doing something right now <laughs> under the ground in Switzerland. Wait a minute. Wait, how much energy? Hmm. Are you going to try and compare it to the Death Star? <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> I want to know how much energy is stored in a stick of dynamite. Oh. Or, ah, here it is, the TNT equivalent. Uh, a, how many joules did you say it had? Uh, 19.1 right now on one of the loops. 19.1 joules? Megajoules. Oh, 19.1 megajoules. Yes. Um, that is about a half a kilogram of TNT. I've got one that actually says something different. The uh, energy density of dynamite is approximately 125% of that TNT. So 5 megajoules a kilogram for dynamite and 4 megajoules a kilogram for TNT. Yeah. So it's at 19 megajoules right now. So that's actually a couple of kilograms of... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is 10, 4... Come on, Mr. Math Teacher. 4 megajoules per kilogram. Yes. This is about 5 kilograms of TNT. Yes. Make sure you divide the right way. Yeah. 5 kilograms. So it is very tiny. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So it would be 5 tons of TNT. So, speaking of exploding things. Yes. Hydrogen. Is explosive. Yes. When contained in a balloon in particular. Or contained in a semi-truck. Contained in, oh, the hydrogen-powered semi. Yes, the hydrogen-powered semi. It's not quite as explosive like this, because no. it's not really just like a tank of hydrogen. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fuel cell, right? That's what yeah. hydrogen-powered vehicles are. They're yes. fuel cell vehicles. They're fuel cells, yes. So there's a company. I was not aware, uh, aware of this company, because I know of Tesla. Yes. But there's evidently also a transportation company called Nikola. Yes. And Nikola made a semi that is hydrogen-powered. Which is weird because they normally do electronic vehicles, not electric vehicles, not electronic. All cars are basically all vehicles are electronic. Yeah, Yeah, but Nikola used to. I thought they were just electric vehicles, but I guess they uh, they want to do 
Oh, it's hydrogen electric. So maybe it's maybe it's like a well, it's, like a it's diesel a locomotive, that, but no, it's it's going to be the fuel cell that powers the rest of the car. Okay, a, a fuel cell is essentially an electric because it's just using um, uh, shit. What's the the thing? Electrolysis. Yes, for generating the power. Okay, both trucks will have an electric motor connected to each wheel, which should help with uh, takeoff thanks to tor- torque vectoring and braking. Okay, so it is going to be a hydrogen-powered truck, but it's going to power an electric motor. Motor. Four, well, six electric motors. Six, yeah, six electric wheel. motors. Uh, they're promising a range of about 1,000 miles. Wow. Okay, so if you think about this, if you have a, you have a semi-truck that can go 1,000 miles, uh-huh. you also have semi-trucks that can drive themselves. Uh-huh. You you add on Tesla's little like actuating nozzle thing for hydrogen stops, which they say Nick uh, Nicola says they're uh, going to start breaking ground on refueling stops in 2018. So you have you have automatic semi trucks that can drive pretty much halfway across the country on a single tank. Well, a third. A third. A third of the way across the country. Is it? They'd only? have to stop twice. They have to stop twice. Uh, it, maybe what? three times. All right, now what is what's, what is New York to L.A.? New York to L.A. is about 3,500 miles, if I'm remembering correctly. I thought it was somewhere around like 2,900 and something. If only there were a tool that could tell I'm us already on it. The distance between... No, I don't want to go to Louisiana. That's, that's the wrong L.A. L.A.C.A. See if that works. 2,464 miles direct. I've got 2,790 on mine. I'm, I'm going as the crow flies. Oh, I'm just literally taking I-80 oh, wow. West. Yeah. Which it goes... It takes sound three hours and 15 minutes to travel that distance. That's an odd factoid. It takes light in fiber cable 19 milliseconds to get that distance. Jeez. God, you keep on forgetting the speed of light. Of light. It takes light in a vacuum 13 milliseconds to get that distance. So yeah, it could go. You're right. It would have to. T- it would have to stop twice. Yeah, possibly three times, uh, depending on if it's at peak efficiency. That is true. Yeah. No. So they're saying not. between 800 and 1200. Yeah. If it's only running at 800, then yeah. And you got to remember that's. I mean, they're promising this like thousand miles, but is that with cargo? Probably. Probably not. So four times. We'll call it. Four times. Oh, there's also mountains. Yeah. Call it four times, maybe five. Well, that's surprising. The The fuel needed is actually going to be offered and included in the 72-month leasing program that the company is offering for these semi-trucks. Neat. So you buy the semi-truck, you don't have to worry about fuel costs because it's built in. Yep. That's a that's a neat little incentive. That's something you know, like you don't have. But to- you'll you know you you if you have a problem with your fuel tank, you have a problem with your fuel tank, and they are the only ones who will be able to help you. Yes, that is true. It's not like you're going to walk to the next gas station and buy more fuel. Yeah, no. That there's there's only going to be select places where you can actually get hydrogen. Build. Well, that's a neat little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things where people talk about, like, oh, yeah, no, we need, like, self-driving cars and electric cars. And you're like, actually, you, you got to think on the big scale first, not on the long tail. We, we want this, the trucks. Yeah. We want the self-driving electric trucks. Yes. Which will then put 15, was it, like 1.5 million people out of a job? Yep. Yeah, that's a discussion that we as a, a world need to have in the very near future. Because these things are going to be on the road by 2020. I think the self-driving semi-trucks are already driving, just, you know, yeah. somebody in there watching it. 
Yep. Four years, man. Yep. 2020. I'm guessing 2025 at the latest. I'm, I'm going with the 10 year plan, but God, that would be nice. Having to have just driven up to Holland yesterday and back because uh, FedEx was supposed to deliver some a, a big shipment. We're talking like 200 pounds. So it was supposed to be on yeah. a freight truck. And so, you know, we're trying to figure out where we're going to store everything. And then I get, you know, I get up there and I, we get the call going, oh yeah, no, we're not going to deliver it today. We're going to deliver it on Monday. Oops. Yeah. It's not like, you know, I set my whole schedule to drive up to Holland that day and then turn around and drive back home. It's not that bad. No, it's only an hour on the highway. It would be nice, though, if you had something like autopilot, though. Mmm, autopilot. Yeah. So speaking of Tesla. Yeah, they had a little legal battle in Virginia. Oh, God, did they lose again? They won. They won? They won. Really? They won their legal battle in Virginia. So they had actually opened up a store in Virginia, and then they asked to open up a second one. And the uh, the, the person in charge of that said yes. But then the dealership agency and dealership kind of union sued and said, no, no, they can't. This is a violation of the laws. Very similar to Michigan. Yeah, which how old are those laws? Because <laughs> the Michigan well, laws... They are- are pretty new. They are there to protect the dealerships. Yeah. 100% they're there to protect the dealerships. Yes. It's awful. Yes. It's absolutely awful. Uh, but Tesla made some very good arguments because in, in Virginia, the law is different than in Michigan. In Virginia, uh, they, they can't do it if it would hurt the dealerships. And so Tesla argued that their business model is so different than the dealerships that their cars are sold at a uniform price. There's no negotiation. And it doesn't matter if the user purchases it from Tesla or from the store or wherever, uh, it's going to be that same price. And so dealers wouldn't be able to make money on it. So dealers are, so when Tesla sells a car, they're not going to cut into dealers because dealers can't sell the cars. Right. So it's not going to hurt the dealers. Right. Essentially. Hmm. Saying that the only way for a dealer to make money by selling a Tesla is if Tesla sold the car to the dealer at wholesale and Tesla doesn't do that. No, no, they don't. So Tesla gets to sell in Virginia. Well, it's very nice. I'm glad for them. Yeah. I still like my idea that Tesla should open up a like uh, a storefront in Michigan that drives you down to Ohio. To actually buy it? Yeah. You, yeah it's your test drive. You actually like test drive it back to Ohio. Yep. Does does Indiana also Tesla? I wonder if there's Tesla in Indiana as well. I don't know. Dealers. Let's see if this works. Find us. Tesla at the Fashion Mall at Keystone in Indianapolis, Indiana. So there's a Tesla dealership in Indiana. So, okay, so yeah, they, they could do that in both sides of Michigan. You either drive down to Ohio or you drive down to, um, hey, there's a, no, I want stores and galleries. I don't want service centers and superchargers and destination charging. Stop that. The HTML5 page for Tesla's mucking me up. <laughs> now, wait a second. There is what? a Tesla gallery in Troy. Did, did, Tesla take my advice and not tell me or they came up with it before I did. It's not a store. Yeah, most likely they came up before you did. But there's it's not a store, it's a gallery. Gallery. Yeah. A galleria. Yeah. Or a gallery and you go there and they will drive you I I expect they will drive you down. 
Hopefully they will. Let's see. The nearest dealership for Detroit is probably either Columbus or Cl- oh, probably Cleveland. Yeah, because then you'll just get on 75 and go to 90, and that will get you into Cleveland. It's within a Nordstrom department store. Yep. Oh, the Nordstrom Somerset Collection. That's the massive one up there. Yeah. Oh, one day ago. Yep. Literally one. They opened it up one day ago. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> To be fair, in order to open it up a day ago, they've probably been working on this for weeks. Yes. Poor Tesla. Did you know that there's a factory up in Grand Rapids called Tesla Tool and Die? I did not. Do they sell tool and die to Tesla? They are, uh, yeah, supplied dyes to Tesla's assembly plant in Fremont, California. Huh. So there's actually a Tesla factory in Grand Rapids. In Michigan. Yeah, in Michigan. I should try and hunt this thing down, take a picture of it. I mean, <laughs> I got to I gotta go up to Holland tomorrow anyway. Or not you might tomorrow, want to, Monday. Andy, yeah. Andy, instead of just trying to take a picture of it, you might want to contact them and, like, ask for a tour. Maybe. Might be a little better than, like, trying to sneak around and take <laughs> pictures. They might get a little upset at you for just sneaking around and taking pictures. Uh, probably, yeah. Hmm. Well, we're learning all sorts of things today. We are. All sorts of crazy things. Um, so it's Tesla. That's Nikola. Any other tech news? Uh, the San Francisco municipal system got hacked. Yeah, their, their transportation. So the, the metro in San Francisco got hacked. And then the guy who hacked them got hacked. Oh, jeez. Uh, but they, they did something really awesome when they got hacked, which is, A, they said, hey, we were hacked. B, they said, because we can't really trust our payment system right now, all the rides are free. Oh, well, that's nice of them. Yeah, that's really cool. Just like every service that they provide, free. All the buses. So the... But then the, the guy who hacked them in turn got hacked, and they, they revealed a lot about him. The hacker was able to breach the hacker's email. The, the good hacker was able to breach the bad hacker's email account by correctly guessing a security question for password reset. Oops. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you should make those reset passwords, like, as hard as regular passwords. Yeah. It's a pretty big security hole right now. Well, that's how that whole Apple hack basically happened. The Applegate? Yeah, Applegate. Was that it what was, it was called? I don't even remember. I don't, yeah, but it was mainly people, you know, were able to gain access because they were able to use the security questions to reset people's passwords. Oops. Yep. So the hacker got hacked. That's always funny. Amazon. Did Amazon get hacked? Amazon, well, I hope Amazon did not get hacked. No, that, that would be, would... like, catastrophic. Yeah. I'm sure Amazon's security team is very, very effective. Oh, I don't A- I, I don't doubt it at all. Amazon did not get hacked that I know of. Okay. Uh, Amazon, however, has decided to tackle one of the big problems of, of, its, of its service. Yes. Which is double-sided. Okay. When you go to Amazon yes. and you look up a product, you trust that the product you're looking at is the product that it's describing. It's kind of funny. I was actually doing this uh, the other day because we were looking for a Cisco switch for yeah. one of our uh, audio over IP networks. And we need very specific switches because of the multicasting and everything. Okay. So I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at Newegg. I'm looking at CDW. I'm looking at all the, you know, the retailers. And just for kicks and giggles. I went to Amazon, and for some odd reason, the prices on Amazon were like a grand less than any other place. Huh. 
And I'm like, that sounds kind of suspicious. Yeah, that was my same exact thought. I'm like, that's a little suspicious. And so I'm looking at like who it's sold by. And some of them are sold by Cisco. Some of them are sold by Cisco Systems. And someone, you know, there's just different variations on the name Cisco. Yeah. And I'm looking at him like, oh, it's not actually sold by Amazon or by Cisco. It's sold by some random third party and then fulfilled by Amazon. And I'm just like, well, I've never heard of this third party company before. And I know it's probably really easy to, you know, whip something up that looks like it. Yes, but probably isn't. Act like it to some extent. Yes. But, you know, if I have to go in there and change the the, basically the heart of the switch, I don't want to, you know buy something, pay for it, take it back, and then try and fix it, and then turn out, no, this doesn't work. That would be... Right, right. Yeah. So, so Amazon is starting to go after these counterfeits. Good, because... They've made it a goal for next year to reduce this. That's very good. I like that. <laughs> uh, they're, they're doing it by asking, essentially, producers, people who... who make things to register with Amazon, even if they're not going to sell it, just so that Amazon can track that. Oh, so they have to prove that what they're what they're actually providing to Amazon is what they're actually supposed to be providing to Amazon? Uh, so in this case, it would be like Amazon going to Cisco and saying, hey, what do you make and who sells it? Well, and then Cisco good. would work with Amazon so that these other people who are selling like Cisco system branded stuff you know it's if it's actually coming from Cisco. Well, that's good. It's very I I applaud them for this. Yeah. The other side is when you are looking at products, regardless yes. of if they are legit or not, is reading the reviews. Oh, online reviews. Right, which oh. have been corrupted as of late because people realized that they could get free shit for writing good reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Amazon has also made a statement that they're going to go after the fake reviews. You know, it's funny when I go to Amazon, I actually don't look at the good reviews. You look I, at the bad. I look at the bad reviews because nobody is going to fake bad reviews. Yeah. Now, most of the bad reviews are kind of hilarious where they talk about like, oh, yeah, no, I'm giving this a bad review because the packaging was crap and I never actually used the, the item. And it's like, well, wait, why did you review that? I don't that? care about packaging. Yeah. So some of them are not very helpful, but some of them you're like, oh, you know, it's, it's bad reviews. OK, I, yeah. No, but nobody's going to. Yeah, nobody's going to fake a bad review. Good reviews. Who knows if, you know, it's payola or not. But yeah, so good. Good for Amazon. As I yep. sit here, I, I like this direction that they're taking. Yeah. As I sit here and stare at some Amazon packaging that already has Christmas gifts in it. Whoa, shit, man. I'm in actually also staring at your Christmas or holiday gift actually right now as we speak. Oh, well, OK, then. So soon uh, you're going to get that. But thank you, know. you ahead of time. <laughs> so good. That's yeah. The internet is so weird sometimes. Echo echo with a screen? So scary. Echo with a screen! It's like the whole point of the Amazon Echo is that it's just the standalone speaker thing, right? Yeah. That Alexa is just sitting there. Well, Amazon's talking about leaking, kind of thinking about adding a screen to it. I could, I could honestly see that. Because how often... Everybody talks about, you know, the Amazon Echo in their kitchen with stuff. You put a screen on that, okay, then you can start bringing up recipes. You could actually control things because some of the stuff on the Amazon Echo, it's hard to control, especially, you know, like with Pandora because some of the playlists we have are named too similar to other things. So then Alexa will just start playing a song that's similar to the same title as our Pandora feed. I really hope that your Alexa just started playing music. Nope, we're good. 
Damn. Worst comes to worst said- because, you know, I've got my fire tablet right next to me. If Alexa actually started doing anything, I could shut her off remotely. Okay. Which, that's the other half of it. It makes sense because when you do things on Alexa, it shows up on the Alexa app on your fire. So it's just, okay, so we just take the fire and combine it with the Alexa, and it makes sense. It just does. Well, you might be able to do that. Won't do you any good, though, because you already have an Alexa. Yep. Yeah, no, we've got to figure out about the networking of these things. But yeah, no, the one, perfectly fine. Okay. Yeah, it would suck to have two of them both linked to your account, and you just say, like, Alexa, order this, and they place two orders. Well, we should ask my brother about that, because he has two Alexas in his apartment. One is in the kitchen, the other one is in the living room. Neat. And I think he's also got a dot or a touch. Oh, man, he's going all in on this. Yeah, no, he's, he got it so, you know, like, he can walk into the uh, house and be like, Alexa, turn on the apartment, and all the lights turn on, and, you know, he's got the Nest thermostat, so that does its thing as well. So, yeah, no, he's, he's got, he's, tr- he's tricked that thing out, is what he's done. All right. I just have, you know, the Echo sitting there by the dining room that we use to listen to daily show clips and news <laughs> while we're eating. I Wait, play music do you sometimes. Listen, do you, you just listen to the daily show without watching it? No, no, the daily show has a little clip like a short like 30 second clip of the show okay and we listen to that I assume and then, alexa cannot stream to like a chromecast right i do not believe you so use her to control youtube or something i don't know i would you'd have to I'd have to look at the alexa uh developer stuff see if anybody's doing anything like that okay did you see by the way the infinite loop between alexa and google home no i didn't someone I know you linked paid- it but i didn't yeah, well, Bri linked it. Someone made a, a uh, calendar invite for themselves. That the the calendar was like Alexa. What do I have on my calendar? And so he had one for Google and he had one for Amazon. And so when he would ask Alexa, Alexa, what's on my calendar? It would say, Hey Google, what's on my calendar? Because that was the subject of the calendar meeting. And so Google would wake up and would say, Alexa, what's on my calendar? <laughs> oh. And they just kept going back and forth and back and forth because it was just asking the same thing back to each other. So there's a group of people that have decided to play Civilization V. All right. Multiplayer, but all as the same civilization. Wait, what? So they're playing multiplayer in the sense that they are all contributing to the game. Yes. But it's actually a single-player game. They are playing a single civilization. Oh, jeez. And the way they are doing this is by forming a government. So they formed a democracy on a subreddit. It's a constitutional democracy. It has laws and regulations, and it's it's split up between the legislation and the executive branch. And the legislative branch goes and and decides what policies they're going to pursue and decides where they want to direct their research and essentially, you know, the the broad civilization aspects. In the executive branch, they have mayors for each of the cities who all get to decide how to run their individual city. And there's a general that controls the military. Well, that seems fun. That seems awesome. I'm very curious if they can actually win. Yeah, that's going to be the other question is because, you know, almost all democracies break down at some point. So who knows how long this one is going to last? Granted, can can they win before they fail? That's there is a definite end goal in, you know, mind. So the question is, can they finish it? before everything fails that's going to be the question so dave did you watch the game awards at all or no i watched parts of them here and there 
Uh, I watched the the Shovel Knight announcement, the expansion announcement, which is linked to a a YouTube link on our topics. Uh, but I didn't Shovel watch Knight? the awards. What? I'm wondering if I have Shovel Knight in my Steam library or not. I probably don't. Oh my actually. god! If you uh, hold on, so uh, Steam good. is Steam is updating. Hold on. Uh oh. <laughs> no, it's already downloaded. It's just extracting the package. It's going to be a sec before Steam actually opens up for me. Okay. So it's the next Shovel Knight expansion. Um, they keep putting these out for free. Well, that's nice. So the next expansion, uh, each of the expansions is is they're taking one of the bosses of the game and giving them a story. And then you play as that boss. So they started with Shovel Knight and then you got to play as Plague Knight in Plague of Shadows. And now you get to play as Spectre Knight in the, uh, shoot, what was it called? Like Spectre of, Spectre of Torment. My so you get to up. learn more about their story. My, my Steam account is still trying to connect. Pretty sure you don't have Shovel Knight. I, I probably don't, but I, I want to make sure. Because <laughs> you, you would have played it by now. Because my Steam library is quite large, actually. It's probably not as large as, you know, other people's, but it's still pretty decent. My Steam library is too big. I'm, I've been playing Doom this week. You've been playing Doom? Doom. Like, the new Doom. Okay. Not the original Doom, the new Doom. Uh, some of the achievements, though, are fantastic because they are like uh, IDKFA, which was one of the original cheat codes in Doom. Okay, let's look. Shovel starts with an S-H. Shadow and Sherlock ship, and then we go to Sid Meier. So no shovel. No shovel. Nope. It's a good game. I, I do recommend it. Probably worth waiting for it to go on sale. 15 bucks. And now, when you buy it, you get essentially three games. Because you get Shovel Knight, you get Plague of Shadows, and you will now get Spectre of Torment. And they've already announced that they're working on at least one or two more. Well, it's the game that keeps on giving. It is. It is. And it's such a good game. It, it pulls back all these great little classic pieces from the NES era of games. And it's just so fun. But you'll be able to look forward to a review of the Spectre of Torment when it comes out sometime in 2017. So I did not watch the rest of the video game awards. Or just, are they, they're now just called the Game Awards, right? I think so, yeah. I think it's just the Game Awards. Yeah. To be clear, these are the, the continuation of what used to be known as the Spike TV video game awards yes uh it's no longer run by spike it's no longer associated by spike but it's that same um it's a lot of the same background but it's not nearly as focused on male dominated we're here to make money and sell advertisements did you watch the video game awards or no i did not the 2016 game awards when was it on anyway (laughs) yesterday oh two days ago it was two days ago no we were first and we what were we doing on the first i don't know what were you doing on the first i don't remember okay that might be something you want to figure out is what were you doing i can tell Um, you yeah no i can tell you what we're doing last night i can tell you what we're doing on tuesday wednesday night is a mystery yeah wednesday night and Uh, thursday thursday because thursday was the first yeah, no, Wednesday and Thursday, don't remember. Thursday was a mystery. Where, Andy, did you exist on Thursday? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. I've got emails uh, to prove it. <laughs> the winner of the overall best game for the game of the year was Overwatch, which I would not have guessed. I would not I'm have guessed very that either. Surprised. Uh, but Blizzard made out like a bandit. They got game of the year. They got um, 
best game direction. They got the best. Uh, where did it go? Where did it go? It's down here. Best multiplayer game and the best esports game. All of that was Overwatch. Nice. Best mobile handheld Pokemon Go. Well, didn't see that one coming. Yes. <laughs> really? That was being sarcastic. I, I know. Okay. Pokemon Go did take the win for best mobile and handheld. I, and really, I mean, looking at the other games that were nominated, Clash Royale, Fire Emblem Fates, Monster Hunter Generations, Pokemon Go, and Severed. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised Pokemon Go took that. Evidently, there's quite a bit of room in the mobile space for a good game. There's an award for Trending Gamer. That's interesting. Yeah, that one, I, I feel like they're reaching out, trying to build more of a community, because keep in mind, this is the Spike Video Game Awards that is no longer owned and run by Spike. Yeah. Hmm. Is this going to affect any of your game purchases? No. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to cut right to the bone on that one. I mean, well, so... <laughs> Partly because it can't, because I already own Overwatch, and I already own Doom, and I, I have no interest in Titanfall. Uh, Uncharted 4, I'm planning on getting if and when I get a PlayStation 4. Yeah, the Uncharted series is like the one video game series I've always wanted to play, but I've never owned any of the hardware that it's on. Are yeah. you looking up to see if they're on anything other than the PlayStation? I, I am, and I'm pretty sure they're just PlayStation. Yeah. So if I ever get a PlayStation, yeah, I'll, I'll totally like actually get those games and play through the series, because it's supposed to be really good. I just haven't had a chance to do so. Um, let's see, what else What else is in here that, yeah. Um, I might check out the, um, the uh, uh, shoot, what did they call it? The That Dragon Cancer. That's in here somewhere. Where did that go? Oh, Games for Impact? Yeah. I've also, heard some really good things about that. Oh, yeah. I remember also Orwell is also interesting. I've heard things about that game. So, yeah, no, there's... Uh... But it would also be interesting to see if, like, Steam decided to put these games on sale or other, uh, you know, Best Buy and other organizations put it on sale. I don't know, it'll be interesting to see. Have you uh, voted on the Steam Awards? Just curious. I have voted on some of the Steam Awards. That's it. I've, I've not voted on all of them. When is that voting done? Uh, let me check. Right now, I guess my Steam Store page has been updated. Yes, that's a new thing. Uh, where's the Steam Awards? I don't know. They disappeared. They put out these Steam Awards, and then they updated their homepage, and now it's not there anymore. <laughs> yep. All right. No more Steam Awards. Uh, it might also be that the Steam Awards are done. Yeah, the period for submission is done. Oh, they haven't announced them, right? No, I haven't seen anything. I, hmm. Well, that was that was an interesting one week of <laughs> discussion on Steam games, and then disappears. Love it. Well, love it. See, we'll see it come back. I'm sure they'll do a their own little award ceremony. Probably. Probably. Uh, what else? What else do we have, sir? Uh, speaking of gaming, Facebook's trying to get back into the social gaming. What? Yep. By Facebook a, games aren't a thing anymore. Yeah, but now they're trying to uh, offer playable games that are playable directly in Messenger or the Facebook news feed. So put the game where people are spending their time. Yes, on Facebook that's, Messenger. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Right? They're looking at where are our users actually spending time and how can we put the games there so that they play them again because that's where we made a lot of money. Yes. It's scary how much information your browser can send back. 
Oh, I don't don't I don't doubt that at all. I was just playing a uh, a quote unquote a game on a website that's designed to show you how much data gets captured, and it's crazy, absolutely crazy, how much data your your browser sends back to the website. So Facebook is trying to get back into the games, Facebook games. Uh, they're gonna have a a tough battle in front of them. Those games are all on the phone now. Yep. People aren't sitting in front of Facebook anymore. Oh, Andy, you snuck a topic in here. Yes. Which one? The FCC auction update. Yes, we are done with the reverse auction stage three. This is, so they did the the whole process. It took months. Yes. Then they did the whole process again, and it took weeks. Yes. And now they're doing it a third time. Right now, yes. We are in the third third chain. So now instead of, you know, 100 megahertz, we're down to 80 megahertz. And the TV stations have put the price tag for those 80 megahertz at $40.3 billion. Okay. Which is interesting because the previous auction was the AWS 3 auction, which is was actually for less, you know, ideal frequencies. Mm-hmm. That raised $44.9 billion. So, you know, the, the telecom company spent $44.9 billion on less... Less useful frequency. Yes. And that was also only for 50 megahertz. So now the uh, now it's more prime real estate and there's more of it. And so far the, um, the what was it, 20, 23 billion, I think, was the highest so far that the telecom companies were willing to spend. So most people are thinking now there's going to be a fourth round where they're only going to do 70 megahertz. That's We'll see how the, the Ford auction works now. That should start up on Monday. Getting which, tinier and tinier. Yep. When we get down to 70 megahertz, though, it's going to be interesting because there Why are rules that, that say um, 30 megahertz of that 70 megahertz spectrum needs to be auctioned off outside the reach of companies which dominate positions in sub-1 gigahertz spectrum holdings. So 30 megahertz of that 70 megahertz, if we go to another round, Almost is... Half. Yeah, almost half of it's not going to be allowed to be bid on by Verizon or AT&T. So that doesn't leave a whole lot. Yeah, so it's interesting if we, if we have to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, yeah, no, we're, uh, we're still doing it, which other people are actually concerned because the broadcasters only had a 26% reduction in price from how much they wanted for 90 megahertz down to what they wanted for 80 megahertz. And it's like, so, you know, 40 billion is probably still going to be higher than any of the telecom companies want to pay because they've always been around 23, what was the last one, like 22 billion or something like that, which halted after one round. So, uh... Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then we also talked about how the fact, you know, the FCC put out just a plan for all these high gigahertz frequency spectrum stuff, which people want to use for 5G because higher frequency means more data that you can actually send. Right. So people want to do that instead of using these super low frequencies where the TV stations are for 5G. So people are potentially less likely to bid because they don't need the same stuff. Yeah, so it's going to be less likely to bid, and then the rules that, say, AT&T and Verizon can't bid on, like, half the frequency if it gets down to 70 megahertz is... It's going to be interesting, but mm-hmm. it'd be funny if this auction actually never ends, because what happens if the price goes down and the bidding goes up, but they never actually meet anywhere? <laughs> Some of those things are... It's like, FCC is like, fine, no one gets the spectrum. Yeah. 
and then everybody will just turn to the higher frequency stuff right. for 5G. So, Well, maybe they'd open up the spectrum to just unregulated use. No, they would just keep the, the TV stations would keep using it is what it will be. Oh, okay. So, yeah, no, the FCC auction still going on. Yep. Right, so random review. Because I think we've hit all the topics. Cool. Uh, well, there's one about uh, your open, review. S- open source medication. I don't know what's. Oh up yeah, so you remember uh, uh, Martin Shkreli? Oh yeah, with the HIV drug. Yeah, the asshole. Yep. Uh, well, some some high school students figured out how to synthesize the drug. Nice. So. <laughs> You know, that's a thing. I uh, don't know what will come out of that because it's still a patented drug. Yeah. But potentially, possibly opening up that patent, making it so that other people can get the drug. Hmm. Well, I guess, you know, if I ever need the drug, I'm just going to go to Australia. Yeah. Or learn how they did it and do it yourself. Also true, yes. I am married to a chemist. <laughs> get a little uh, Breaking Bad going just yeah. without the meth. Yes. No, not the meth. God, there's already enough drug academic problems up in Michigan. Okay. So, random review. Talk yes. about something happy. Let's talk about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Orlando edition, because there's actually two of them. Well, there's so, actually three. A Harry Potter and the quest for more money? Yeah, it's the Harry Potter, most what people would say, the Harry Potter world down in Orlando. Harry what? Potter and the quest for more money. Yeah. So, first off, the Harry Potter world in Orlando is split between the two parks in Orlando. There are two parks in Orlando? Yes. There's the regular Universal Universal, Studios. Yeah, it's just regular Universal Studios, and then there's Universal Studios Island of Adventure, or Islands Ah, of Adventure. And they are two separate parks. Yes, they are two separate parks, which require two separate tickets. Ah, that's why they are two separate. I was going to say, like, what makes them separate parks? Because it sounds like it's just an extension, and it's two separate tickets. Yes. So Harry Potter World is part in one park and part in the other? Yes. Okay. Diagon Alley's in the original Universal Studios, and Hogsmeade and the whole um, Hogwarts is in the other part. Okay. So, just in case you're wondering, one day, a one day, one park ticket? $60. Nope. $30. You're going the wrong direction. $80. $110. I'm just going to stop Holy that right there. Holy shit! One park for one day, $110. You could get two a... Two parks for one day? Two parks for one day, which is a park-to-park ticket, $160. Yeah. Ow. Per person. Per adult. Children are $5 less. Now five, this A whole $5. Now, wow. Just so you know, this is on the official Universal website, and we actually got our tickets through um i forgot the website already but i think it was like orlando adventures or something like that which actually gave us two days free so we got a two day plus a two day two day tickets mind you uh two day park to park tickets one person two hundred and thirty four dollars and ninety nine cents so that's two days for both parks two hundred and thirty five dollars that's so much money. Yeah. If you wanted to do, I'm, you know, two day. I'm looking at, I'm looking at buying like a PlayStation Pro, and I'm debating because like that's a lot of money to spend. Like buying a console would be the same as just the admission to these parks. Yes. For two days. Ow. All right. So a lot of money. Yes. So do you want me to tell you what you get for this money? Sure. 
Um, okay, so one Harry Potter park, the Diagon Alley, has basically two rides. One is one of those, like, uh, 3D roller coaster rides where it's indoors and, you know, they've got, you know, like, the 3D screens and everything, but it's still, like, a little bit of a roller coaster. Right, the simulator. Yes. And you have shops. Where you can spend more money. Yep. Uh, they have the Leaky Cauldron, where you can spend more money for food. Yeah. Which, mind you, the fish and chips were actually really good, but it was like a dinner portion. So for lunch, that was a bit much. Of fish and chips? Yeah, I got fish and chips, because they had, they had British themed things. It's, Brit- right, but it's supposed to be like a street food, like a snack food. That's like going to a restaurant and saying, I'd like a hot dog. Well, I didn't want the shepherd's pie or literally half a chicken. Yep. So I felt like getting the fish and chips, which, mind you, it was good fish and chips. Don't don't get me wrong on that one. Um, But yeah, no, uh, be, beyond, you know, beyond those two, there uh, wasn't really much in that uh section of harry potter okay uh so then there's also the hogwarts express which you need a park to park ticket to actually ride on because it goes from one park to the other park okay and it does it let you off in the other park yes oh interesting the the parks are actually people say it's like a it's at least a 20 to 30 minute walk from one park to the other and if you actually go from the one harry potter to the other harry potter it's more along the lines of like an hour walk because you have to walk out and then walk back in and then walk to the back yep so you just use the ride to switch to the other park. Yes. Neat. But you can only get on the ride if you have the pass for the other park. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, no, there's uh, there's not much at Diagon Alley for you to do. Besides uh, spend money. Yeah, besides spend money. So you go to Hogsmeade, and there's actually uh, there's a kid's coaster. There's a full-size coaster, which is actually a dueling coaster. So there's actually two coasters there. Gemini? Yeah. Uh, it's a hanging coaster, too, which, mind you, they had... you. <laughs> They had a metal detector set up there, and so they wanted everything, like, out of your pockets. No phones, no wallet, no nothing. No keys, the nothing. The tiger picking it up on the ground? Probably. So they, they had these little, like, lockers for you to, you know, store your stuff in there. But that's just, it's always just pure chaos, because everybody's trying to put their stuff in the lockers at the same time other people are trying to get their stuff out of the locker. Right. It's, uh... It'd be really nice if, like, where you were sitting had a place to store your stuff. Yes, that would be actually pretty nice. Like, you have a locker that just travels, you know, almost, or it's like a locker. Well, there'd be yep. like two lockers that would kind of like rotate. So, you know, you get one on the for ride. put in, one for people to take it out. Yes. Yeah. And then it's right there. And so you just, people just drop their stuff and then. You'd need more than two though, because yep. there's more than two carts. Yep. So then there's also the Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, which is the one, you know, it's another 3D multi-whatever ride. I'm not sure if that one's 3D or not, but it's still, it's one of those indoor rides where you move around and you've got the the stuff there. Uh, We were able pretty much to knock all those out in like a day and a half. So you had a half a day left. Well, like I said, we got special tickets that were two days plus an extra two days because, you know, it was a a sale, I guess, going on. So we actually had four days. So, okay. yeah, we finished it in a day and a half and then started doing the other stuff at Universal Studios, which was nice. But, you know, Universal's pretty cool. Yeah. But still, like I said, two days park to park, two hundred thirty five dollars a person on top of, you know, having so to go expensive. Yeah. On top of having to go to Florida. Yep. And then getting a hotel. Of, yep. The hotel, the travel, the food. Yep. Yeah, if you if you drive your car, twenty dollars a day for parking. Yep. Well, as opposed to how much for the plane ticket? Well, I forgot what the plane ticket prices were because I used miles. Right, but my my point is like yeah, 
parking for 20 bucks a day is t- probably going to be less than a plane ticket. Yes. But that would also require the extra day either side to go travel. Yes. So, yeah, no, there's a, there was literally like all the rest of the stuff for shops there. So, you know, you had all the, the Harry Potter themed stuff. So if you know if you're like a big Potter head, it's interesting. If you're not much of, a, I'm 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 like on the cusp on that one. Like I know you know what house I'm in. I know my Patronus. You know I've I've read all um, the books. I've seen all the movies. <laughs> Andy, that's not just on the cusp. That is <laughs> that is having waded into the pool. I'm just not in the deep end. You know I you're pretty darn close. You're you're like you are at the point where you can no longer just stand. <laughs> I have to tread water. You have to tread water. <laughs> you know, I'm seeing the people go way out there with the other stuff there, and I'm sitting there going like, well, I'm good here. This is yeah, good. yeah. But like the cusp of, of being a Potter fan is knowing what a Patronus is. True. You know your Patronus, which doesn't exist. No, no, it doesn't. You know what house you're in. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. I, I, I would say you are no longer just on the cusp of fandom. Let me tell you, though, I did not buy a wand and I did not buy a robe. Those, Good for you. Yeah. Those, <laughs> $50. I'm glad that you did not buy a $100 stick of wood. No, it was $50 for the wands. Oh, okay. $50 stick of wood. Yeah, no, if I'm going to do a wand, I'm going to go out and actually, like, whittle myself a wand. <laughs> You're going to whittle it, not yes. lathe it? Well, I don't have a lathe, so that'd be kind of hard to lathe it without a lathe. This lathe would be way better. Yeah, I know. There's a, we, so we have a um, part of our office, a building on campus is named the Classroom, and it's part of the Wizarding Academy campus. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you draw the connections there. So one of the rooms is called Wands, and on the wall is like 50 different wands for different spells. Oh, geez. And it's really cool to just go and look at them. Uh, I don't know. They looked good. They yeah, I looked at them. They were looking good. But I'm sitting there like 50 bucks for that. Um, I'm okay. Yeah, but it's official merchandise. Yeah. (laughs) All right. so So what's your what's your overall take? Worth it? Not worth it? Depends on like I said, if you're deeper into the Potter pool, than I am. I feel like you'd enjoy it. I had a good time. Or if you have like a four-year-old. Yes. If you have a kid, you'd have to, you have to, you have to get them the wand. Cause there's so many like special like wand places on a map. Like they tell you like, oh, you come here and you can do the wand and you know, you can, you can get, you know, rain to come and that sort of thing there. Why? Yeah. They have like, I'm not sure how they work. It's gotta be like some RFID thing or something. I'm not sure. Or a guy watching the camera. Well, I don't think so, because you have, like, a certain motion you have to do, so it... Or a guy watching a camera. I don't know. Well, okay. the wands the wands have special tips on the end. Ah, so, so a camera watching itself. Yeah, a camera watching the thing there, and my guess is, you know, the, the tips are somehow different than... Maybe, like, UV lights or something, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's one of those things that I'm... That was actually more curious to me, is, like, how the hell are they doing that? Because some of them are, like, in the middle of the the floor, and you're just like, there's nothing nearby that probably could... Unless they got a very, you know, directional RF antenna of some kind, maybe? I don't know. But, yeah, no, if you're deeper in the pool, 
I do say you might enjoy it if you're on the shallower end of the pool. Like, maybe if you want to do all the other stuff at Universal. Because they've got, like, Jurassic Park, and they've got Men in Black, and they've got, you know, the Simpsons area. Part of the park was actually still under construction while we were there. Like, two of the things, two of the ride areas on the Universal Studio area were under construction. So it's like, okay, so two of the rides are currently not in service. They won't be until next year. All right, that's... uh. It's two less things we have to worry about. So yeah, no, that would be yeah, five hundred dollars for two people. It's six, seven hundred dollars if you have a kid. Mm-hmm. On top of you plus know having hotel. yeah, plus hotel, plus you travel. know travel. So you got to be committed to this. Yes, and if you're really committed to this, start searching for cheaper prices online. Like I said, we got four days for the price of two. So you know. Was I never asked, was there like a, a special occasion for this or you guys just wanted a vacation? You just wanted a vacation. Cool. Well, things where it's like we went on vacation. I'm like, well, you know, I've got the frequent flyer miles. And then I found out you could fly out of Kalamazoo. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Isn't that great when there's a direct flight? Well, it wasn't direct flight. We had to go through Detroit. Oh, well, that's less great. But well, at least was- you didn't have to drive to Detroit. Yeah, no, it was an hour. It was an hour layover in Detroit. We could have gone later because the flight to Florida was overbooked. So you know, we almost went for the six hundred dollar flight vouchers each for each of us. But then we would get into like Florida at like eleven o'clock at night. So I, that, I would point out, Andy, that a six hundred dollar voucher for each of you would have paid for the vacation. I know, but then we would have gotten into Florida at midnight, and we didn't know where the hotel was. And okay. It would have complicated things way too much. Okay. Plus, we would have had to wait in Detroit for like seven hours for the next flight. Yeah. If it was like maybe two or three hours, I'd be okay with it. But seven hours? Oh, see, for me, it's I, I probably would have done it because I could have just called my parents and said like, hey, I'm coming home for the afternoon. Come meet me for dinner. <laughs> and I was thinking maybe like, you know, we'd go get dinner in Detroit and then just, you know, take the bus back or something. But who knows? Yep. Yeah. But you didn't have the car, so you couldn't have done much. Yeah, so. Yeah, Universal right. Studios, Wizarding World of Harry Potter. There's Andy's take on it. Yep. Very expensive. Yep. Day and a half worth of content. Yep. Okay. Random topic. Random topic? This was, no joke, actually conceived at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, no, it was okay. Universal Studios because we were standing in line for at the Universal. at Universal for the ET yep. ride, which was one of the few rides that I actually remembered and was still there from when I went twenty years ago. Holy crap! Yeah, I went there over twenty years ago when I was a kid, and literally the only ride that was still there from when I was a kid was, was the ET. ET. Yeah. Okay, is this the one where you're on like a fake bike? Yep, you're on a fake bike, and they get ET at the end of the ride to say everybody's name. Aww. Yeah. So. That's adorable. It is very adorable. So yeah, so we're in this line, and Steven Spielberg is on the TV talking about the ride and E.T. in general. And we're sitting there going like, man, Spielberg has done a lot. Yes. So the random topic question, long story short, what would the world be like if Spielberg was never born? Huh. Because Spielberg, you know, know, Saving Private Ryan, Schindler's List— all like the e. Oscar-worthy things. You well, have e. one, one thing's for certain is people wouldn't have gotten our E.T. joke from earlier in the episode. No, yeah. E.T. would um, not exist. Schindler's list, list would not be a, as massive thing. Saving Private Ryan, oh my gosh, the number of war movies that spawned off. Yep, and games. 
Yes. Right? Oh my because gosh. Because there was the that hype of, of war movies, then there was the hype of the war game, all the World War One, World War Two games. Yeah. Um, I think he did I mean, a bunch the world of. Would be that different, but close encounters of the third kind, Animaniacs, In the Brain, E.T., Jaws, Jurassic Park. Oh my gosh! No Jaws. Oh jeez. No Jurassic Park. He worked on the Goonies. I mean, for goodness yeah. sakes. A lot of the 90s culture would be very different. Yeah, Jurassic Park now, wouldn't be... What what would actually be different in the world? Probably very little. We'd have different TV shows and different movies. We'd have a different cultural memory. Yes, we'd have different but touchstones. I, if you think about Spielberg, yeah. you think about those like cultural touchstones that he's done. Yeah, but I, I don't think it would be a drastic change to the world. Uh, it, yeah, it... It would be different, though, because you hear the people talk about, like, oh, yeah, no, the reason I got into movies was because of, you well, know, watching there, this. There would have been another director. That that void would have been filled by someone. Yes, but we wouldn't it we wouldn't be the same world. Think about no. that. We wouldn't have we probably wouldn't even have Star Wars because, you know, him and George Lucas were always working back and forth during the 80s. Not direct with each other. They were in competition. No, I, I swear that uh, Lucas and Spielberg were Indiana doing it. Jones, they worked together. Yeah, but it was Indiana Jones where Spielberg was talking to Lucas about stuff for uh, Star Wars. Well, maybe Star Wars would be a little different. Let me see. Let me see if there's Spielberg and Star Wars, what the connection is. Uh, Spielberg and George Lucas met in 1967 and maintained a social and professional relationship ever since. Spielberg, who introduced Lucas to John Williams. Oh. <laughs> hey, George, come meet my friend. He does all my movies. Uh, Spielberg was an assistant director for episode three. Mm-hmm. Not that that's really a claim to fame. No, no, that's a, oh, really? Mm. But yeah, no, George Lucas and Spielberg were just bouncing stuff off each other all the time. So it's like, okay, you know, Spielberg not being there, what would Star Wars have been like? And once you start, you know, changing Star Wars, there's a whole world of sci-fi that also science, gets changed. Yeah, all of science fiction. And some of science fact, right? Yeah. A lot of the, the science is, well, they did this in Star Wars and in Star Trek, and I wanted to make that happen. So yeah, God, it's one of those things you don't think about. It's like his fingers were in a lot of pies. Yeah. <sighs> Crazy. So yeah, so that was that was the, the thing that we're sitting there discussing, like, you know, this E.T. ride here, which has been around for 30 years. Like, what happens if, you know, what's going to happen when Spielberg dies? It's like, what what one movie does everybody go and watch? Because, you know, when, when um, oh, um, what? Got the Gene Wilder, when he passed away, you know, everybody was like, you know, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. Or um, Willy Wonka, Blazing Willy Wonka. Saddles. Yeah, Blazing Saddles. It's like it, they had those movies that everybody, you know, would turn to. It's like Spielberg passes away. Oh, my gosh. The number of movies that people are going to Animaniacs. Watch. I will watch Animaniacs. I might watch Hook. I know Hook? it's a bit of a left field one, but might watch. Yeah, it was that's not exactly considered one of his greats. I liked it. Or you know, you watch Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah, but Hook. I know I liked Hook. I, I'm not saying it was bad. Just of all the choices you could make for watching one of his films, Hook. In any case. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, Steven Spielberg. It's uh, so things would be they would be different. Yeah. Not they, sure how different, but they would be different. Yes. Okay. Oh, I mean, can't even think about Ready Player One coming up either. Yeah.
Right. A lot of stuff. That's that's really kind of a, an interesting thinking about how much of that book would be different if if there was no Steven Spielberg. Oh my gosh! Yeah. How much of the stuff in that book was from Spielberg? Well, actually, now that I think, not that actually that much specifically, but it was a lot of the like the outside glances of stuff because the, the actual like video games during that era was was not him. He was doing the movies, but I don't think there was any. The movie references that were in the book was what? Uh, War Games and uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail was in there. Uh, there's, probably a, there's probably a wiki somewhere that lists all the references made in Ready Player One that I don't have time to find. Yeah. So, yeah, man. Spielberg. He did a lot. He did a lot. That's it's a lot. And is still doing a lot. Yep. And we'll see what happens with Ready Player One. Yep. Oh, uh, just on a, a side, it's not something that was an official topic, but Lin-Manuel Miranda yeah. is going to be doing the music for the King Killer Chronicles movie slash TV series slash whatever it ends up being. They haven't even finished the third book yet. I know. Are we pulling another Game of Thrones? Is that what's going we on We might here? be. We might be. Oh, man. We'll uh, see what happens. All right. Yep. I think that's it. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.